Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You are about 30 years old, and your parents are like, look, you need to figure your shit out. Yeah. And they send you to a for, to take a test on what you should be doing with your life. Yeah, yeah. So, so you become a well, journalist. You've really researched. I always, I do. This I is have incredible. to. So, you, when do you decide? Uh, how you know? What did you do for like the band writing? Was there anything else you did before they were like, "Look, Dave, you got to get your shit." To- oh, and I do want to tell one more story. Mm-hmm. Before we get to this, the Murphy oil soap story. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, so my mom growing up. Who was, who ran her own temp agency and had to make dinner for everyone. For, yeah. Five kids and, and was, a husband. So worked full time, five kids. She was, we would like, we, whenever we would get, eat any meat or whatever, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't be like we all get a steak. There would be just like one 
big slab big of meat. slab of meat. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, and she'd always be on the phone, like, you oh know, yeah, with, a, with and a wired phone, yeah, cord, with the cord. Know? And uh, she was in the kitchen, and she did a, a number of things like this over time, where she, um, but she was multitasking. She was like marinating the steak. And she had a bottle of Murphy's oil soap on the counter because our whole every flat surface in our house was covered with like half eaten bowls of right, cereal right. with the milk and all that. And so there's just shit everywhere. And there's Murphy's oil soap. And then I guess like vegetable oil or something that she was or salad dressing right, right. that she was going to dump in the Pyrex dish with the right. steak. Pyrex. And she love it. She she. <laughs> that gets I love Pyrex. Sorry. She she dumped. I guess what happened? She so we're eating the steak that night. It's like Saturday night, and we're all like, "Oh, this steak is uh, gross!" And my mom's right. getting mad at because no, did my dad she, hasn't had it. Did she take a bite? No, she well not yet. They right. hadn't had it. Just the kids had had it. Right. And we're all like, Ugh. "This is gross!" And she's like, "Shut up, you!" You know, she would when she would get really mad. Yeah. She would call us "you goddamn assy kids." Cause she didn't know right. how to use profanity and, uh, <laughs> and that would be the maddest she would get right, right. Like if you were like, she wouldn't be like, you fuckers. Right. And so we were all like, Oh, this steak is gross. Like we don't want to eat it. And then, and then my dad tried it and he was like, I taste like Murphy's oil soap, which how would he know that? Right. I don't know. But, uh, and then she, She's panicking and she calls the poison control. Did she look and go, oh, fuck, I poured Murphy oil. Yeah, she real like the empty containers there. And she calls and she's like, oh, my God, I killed my family. Uh And then she's like, what? She's like crying on the phone and she's like, what? Going to to the, you know, most. Yeah, yeah. The darkest place. And then you can hear her kind of calm down like, oh, okay, All right. (laughs) Yeah, all right, you have a nice night too. Okay. And then she hangs up. She's like, it's fine. <laughs> and she rinses it off in the sink. Right. And it's like, here, eat it. Oh. And wanted did anyone us to puke? All... Well, no, she was like, eat it like you fucking ingrates. Wait, did you, how many bites did you take? I don't even know if I personally ate any of it. I know, like, at least a couple of my siblings did. Well, was it flavored? Was it the barbecue Murphy oil? It was the barbecue. It was the teriyaki. Oh, that's good. And, um, and so then my dad was like, let's just go to McDonald's or something. Right. So we did that. Nothing. But that was, that word was those, that sentence was never uttered. Oh, let's go to McDonald's. Yeah. We were kosher. We, we, and no one went to McDonald's. I, um, we rarely did. Right. That was um, a treat. Yeah. We, it was a treat, but also like we only went, I was, we never went to like fast food restaurants. Yeah. Like on the rare occasion, I think my dad like knew some, somehow through work, we'd go to like a rest, that, some restaurant. And, um, but then growing up, I was like, can't we go to Ponderosa? I, my thing right. was always like, if a, Restaurant has a commercial. It's the best restaurant. Right, right, right. But we, and I would always be like, why can't we go to Red Lobster, Ponderosa? We never, right, never could go. It's very sad. I had it's a really very hard, sad. hard life. Fun. And did you have your own room? No. Who would you share with? Bob? My brother, Bob and Katie for the first few years. And then. Katie was then, like, I got my period. I'm out of here. No, like oh. they built like a, an, a, ad- an addition. Oh. We used to call them. And then they still call them that they okay, do. I yes. don't know. Well, yes. And uh, so my brother and I shared a room until 
uh, he left for college and never came home again. Mm-hmm. Where'd he go? He went to Fordham too. Oh, nice. There was some sort of like, I don't know, like nine kids from my high school. Went, went to Fordham? Yeah. They must have been some sort of deal. Yeah. Or they, on. they, you know, they like kids from that high school. Or yeah. Yeah. Cause for, isn't Fordham a Catholic? Jesuit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesuit. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're, you're bouncing around mm-hmm. and all your siblings are working at this point when you're 30. Yeah, totally. So what like do they do? Married and stuff. Okay, so they're all kids. married. Some of kids. Them okay, so what did they all do? Bob? He is now a nurse practitioner, but he was a social worker before that. Oh, I love Bob. He's a, the best guy, seriously. Any gays in your family? N- well, uh, no. What? I so- feel like maybe, maybe, but I, it's not my place Okay. to say. Okay, and I won't say. But none of my, I can say, none of my siblings. None of your siblings. Okay, no, but I I feel like uh, cousins, aunts, uncles. No, well, I don't. You know, somewhere along the, I feel like I feel like there's maybe just not. uh, I would be like I thrusting this right. Yeah, you can't uh, story, but we'll all find out off off the air. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so Bob. All right, what did? what did Libby do? What does she do? She she's works in like corporate world. Where'd she go to consulting. college? Consulting. She went to uh, John Carroll, which was right down the street. Okay, literally down the street. From so she's house. very close to your parents. Yes. Okay. She lives. She's Libby. the available child that does everything. She does everything. Okay. Yes. Like when they when my mom died and my dad finally moved out of the house, she dealt with all right. That. You should say thank you to her every fucking day. I do. I think. Okay. Uh, Miriam. She was a journalist for years and then she moved, then she was like working for a Va- Vanguard, which is financial, mm, yes. being their sort of in-house right. writer, journalist. And that, and then she moved to Australia. Australia. And, and what's the other, wait, I forgot the other one. Katie. Katie. Is, she w- worked for Goldman Sachs. Ugh. And then now she is, raises kids and then they, they like f- they build houses and then, oh, right. and she decorates them and then they sell them. Um, <clears throat> they flip houses. They it's flip called houses. flipping they flip houses. houses. Yeah. Flipping houses. Yeah. So, and where does she go to college? She went to Georgetown. Wow. Yeah. Katie, yeah. where did Miriam go? Notre Dame. Wow. So the, re- and the rest of you Fordham, Fordham and, my you know, and, I and I'm too attached to my parents to leave. Okay. So <laughs> basically, so you're 30 and your parents are like, look, you fucking loser. Yeah. What are you so doing with your life? And, and, you know, I heard you say, and this happens to me all the time, you know, like it used to not anymore, but why, why, why don't you just, why can't you get on Saturday night live? Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm filling out an application and yeah. you know, it's like they have no fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I, my mom, not that I'm, you know, hugely successful now or anything, but I, I was to the point but right around when she died, when things were, you know, just starting to going, you know, I'd been making my living for a while in comedy and, and, uh, she called and she's like, oh, my friend, so-and-so saw you on HBO. Right. And then she's like, that's pretty good, right? And I was like, oh, wow, oh she's my finally God. getting it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think it's pretty good. And then there was this pause and she just says, what's HBO? 
No way. Truly did not know. And so nothing I could do was going to. Right. Make me. Make her understand. Yeah. I was lucky because, you know, my mother grew up in Manhattan, you know, Mm -hmm. and my father, you know, he was very into the arts and played violin. I mean, they wanted me to be a teacher because, you know, that would have been safe. But whatever. So you they they send you to to take a test to see what you're good at, what you would be. And the guy says to you, well. It looks like the arts, music. Yeah, this um, is after a full writing. day. Yeah. Like eight hour day of some like sort. looking at pictures and then saying, yeah. yeah. And then he says, uh, though, yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like art, music, music art, and writing, writing yeah. all the things. Yeah. And then he's like, or import export. And then I was like, oh. do you think he just said that just to shut your parents? Were Maybe. your parents there? No, no. All right. They were down the street. So what were you thinking when he said import export? Did you ever for one minute say, oh, did you entertain that? Yeah, for a second. I mean, I I thought like, oh, maybe. What the fuck does import export have to do with writing music and art? I don't know. Like, and maybe it's. Fuck it. Who knows? Like, it may be like, oh, this is I import vodka from. Right. Somewhere. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Um, so that does. And then you went to a life coach. Yeah. Well, after I wound up in New York shortly after this, and then my sister in Boston, my little sister and my mom that like they had, they knew some life coach that, that had talked to like a couple of her in-laws or whatever. And then they got my cousins to go to this person. And then, uh, and then they were like, what was her name? She's actually, I think a pretty, um, Mel Robbins. She's like a big, she's on CNN now or something. Really? Yeah. She's awesome. By the way, I think I, in my book, I write about it and I call her something, something else. Cause I didn't want to be dragged into my book, but she's, an amazing person. Wow. Wildly successful. That's awesome. Yeah. And what did she do for you? She was awesome. She well, she lived uh, in Boston. And so I only met her once. And she would talk to me. And she had great, like, we kind of, like, talk over stuff. And then, and this, uh, this whole thing was, like, because I, I was, like, I don't want to do that. And then my mom was, like, come on, like, just do it. I'll pay for it. And I think wow, like, that's Jewish. It's okay. super, and I was like, I was like, well, this could be funny. Like, I'll get some something right. Of this. Um, and so I was like, all right. And I did it for like a few weeks, and she came to the same conclusion. She was like, you are doing. I have no advice for you. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. Yeah, and granted, I was still broke at the time but she was like just stay the right course just stay the course of doing i need to call her what you're doing mel i'm giving you a cool she's awesome okay mel so um you are in a band and you start talking in between the song you're this the lead guitar before that right right yeah, yeah. so but then that's you basically right that's how i got it started sort of doing one of among the reasons <clears throat> i got into comedy so you you start do you start the band valley lodge yeah, well, it was me and my friend John Kimbrough. Okay. Who had a great band called Walt Mink, and I was a huge fan of that band, so we became friends. Right. And then you 
are the lead singer, lead guitarist. Yeah. And well, it, but, both lead. We both. We both. Okay. Are so, to, I don't you don't have to be. You don't have to be so generous, David <laughs> Clarence. So you start, you know, just improving in between the songs. Yeah. And then your crazy mind says, oh, maybe I should try stand up comedy. Well, I don't think I thought it through like I should get in. It was, but I knew I enjoyed it. Right. And then I, by this time I had started, I was in New York and I was writing on TV shows. Right. And, and and then I had a friend, Tony Carnavali, who was like, I run this show at Parkside Lounge. Right. Would you ever want to do something? And so that's, that's. Is Tony Carnavali Italian? He might be. Wow. He could be. Really? But, uh. Tony! <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. So he, but I was, I kind of, I, I also started writing on this show, uh, Smoking Gun TV. Right. Which was kind of like a daily show esque show based on the website Smoking Gun. Right, right. And I was writing for that. And I, they had me on that show right. as well. So I kind of like weaseled my way right. into a few things. Because you're a white male. So yeah, you can yeah. do that. Just use it. <laughs> so um, you, where did you do your first full set at that, at the Tony Carnavale thing? And Lounge. how did you um, do? I did well. I, I only, re- I just read like my blog because I had no Okay, that's jokes. not stand up, David. No, it wasn't. Clarence. It wasn't, but I. It was a good you know, step in. But what I learned very quickly, cause I, I was super nervous mm-hmm. and I, from playing in bands, I was, uh, would always just drink right. uh, to not be nervous. Right. And, but I was like, I don't want to get in the habit of that Right. Uh, with this too. So I just made a rule. I'll never drink. Right. And do comedy. So same. And, uh, so I got a Coke, like a big pint of Coke and I just had it on stage and I was so nervous that the Coke was like literally shaking. shaking. And I was like taking sips of the Coke while I was doing it. Cause I was just and like you had Parkinson's. Yeah. And people were laughing at that. Right. And I was like, Oh, right. There's a lot going, there's a lot of possibilities. Right. Right. Here. And then that made me be excited about doing comedy. And you sound excited, too. I'm an excitable guy. Yeah. I mean, you're very over the top. (laughs) Very. It's a bit much. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, 
But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You start doing stand-up and you're pretty successful pretty quickly. Don't you and think? And then it's all done. Well, I was very lucky early on. And then then the luck has run out. Or, oh, please shut the know. fuck okay. up. So you um, played tennis with the Williams sisters. Is that correct? For, against their will. I was hired by HBO to, Uh it was them and a couple other famous tennis players. I can't remember their names. One of them was like, one of the, was the number one seeded player at the time. A a man? No, no, a woman. These are four women were playing at the garden, I think. Okay. What, What year was this? Some, I don't know, but somehow in the last 10 years or something. Uh, That's great. Not an unhelpful t- somewhere. I don't know. It was like the BNP Paribas something. Okay. Oh yes, I know that. Yeah, it was like a corporate. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, yeah, they so they flew me down to Florida, and they they were like talking to like P P P M P B A. Yeah, I know what yeah, it is. Something. Yeah, something. And they were talking to an actual like journalist, right? And then they would talk. Maria Sharapova? Oh, maybe that was who it was. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And then they talked to ESPN, and then they would be like, oh, and talk to this guy real quick. So I don't think they were that happy about it. Right. To be honest. But you played with them? No, like just kind of dicked around. I played, I I volleyed with Billie Jean King. Hey, everyone. Name drop. She's the best. She's the fucking greatest person. And what she did... I'll never forget that. I will never forget that She's tennis amazing. match. Yeah. Plus, that's just such a better era of tennis. I oh, please. It's a better era, period. No, it wasn't, Judith. So <laughs> um, this I'm fascinated with. All right. Oh, by the way, you you did write the well, this came after you when Trump was a candidate, a GOP candidate, you wrote for him, you wrote no, ringtones, no, 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 or no, he no. was planning on running for no, 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 no. That was I wrote in two. This was in two thousand four. Okay, so this. he wasn't a candidate. We, it no, was the you're fired. There's no yeah. fucking way I would would have done right. That. And, I got the timing wrong because um, yeah. Okay, so you worked sorry with fuckface. Yeah, and no, oh, the language. It's my podcast, Dave. I say every fucking disgusting word but, there uh, is. All right. No, I would. All right. No, so tell me all about this job with the fucking fuckface orange piece of shit. In two thousand four. So it's before I started. Wasn't doing comedy. Right. I was just sort of in New York, 
writing, just trying to right. make my way right. in this tough town. And it's up to you. Yeah. I was in that New phase of it. York. Yeah. And I got hired. It was during the celebrity ringtone craze mm-hmm. of 2004. And he, the apprentice was, a, had just become a hit right. show. Um, and so he was doing ringtones with Verizon, I think. And right. uh, this sort of, bunch of corporate entities right. that banded together to make ringtones mm-hmm. and I was hired to write ringtones for and this and it was it him talking like you're yeah. fired yes but this is an interesting thing and as if we need any more examples of how incompetent this fuckface is he did not successfully negotiate to to own, own the phrase you're fired right. so he was not allowed to say nbc nbc right. own owns the phrase. your fire so i had to write ringtones and they're like you can't say you're fired he, he's not allowed to say that because he's he didn't get right because he's such a good negotiator exactly the so one thing he should have i am waiting for nbc to end msnbc and every nbc affiliate to announce your fire to that motherfucker right um, so what were his, what, what, what ringtones did you write? Do you remember? They're probably. And he records them. He records them. I wrote, they were like something like, pick up the phone. This could be a great business opportunity. Uh, you know, literally that was yeah, probably yeah, yeah. just stupid. Shit. Hey, try Trump steaks with Murphy oils, <laughs> Murphy's oil soap on them. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wrote, yeah, it was just like, so how many of, did you write? Right. Probably 60. Wow. That's good. Excellent. But nothing more clever than what I just said. Right. So you're around him and everyone is afraid of him. I heard well, you say at one point. I, I, I thought I was just writing them and that would be it. I would right. just email them in and right. and that's it. But right. they were like, oh, we want you to come right. to his office. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I, so you walk in the office. Is it, it's just gold and shit all over. And what yeah, are you wearing? I, I. Are you wearing Say, a Dave Hill outfit? No, I wasn't. It, well, yeah, it's horrible. It's gold. It's like a blind. Right. I, as I said, as I say in my book, uh, it's as if a blind decorator was given right. an unlimited budget and told right. he would never work in this town again. That's right. my okay. clever summation that I couldn't remember. But yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely as gross as you can imagine. And how how big were the tits of the woman who greeted you? They had their uh, their own elevator. Okay, massive. Okay, and uh, yeah, no, I didn't wear a Dave Hill outfit. I think I wore. I didn't even think I tucked my shirt in. Wow, I did not go. Uh, I didn't wasn't presenting myself. In okay, any way. and so you go in, you meet him. He's like, Dave, come to my office. No, I'm it was fucking. I asshole. was like one of like tw- a dozen or twenty people. Like, okay, so they're like, and you're in people. the you're in the waiting area, and yeah. do you know any of the other writers? I'm the only writer. Oh, okay. It's the whole. It's the whole like ringtone sound guy. Right, right, right. Got the, you. Every every possible. And then person he, you, can you get called into the office. Well, the, we all go into this massive conference room right. where you know wheeling and dealing. And, right. You know meetings. Yeah. As we learned. Right. Meetings with Russians take place. Yeah. And things. Did you see any of the kids there? Or anything? I did. Who? I saw a heavily mulleted Don Jr. Ugh. I remember seeing in an office. That he was there. Ugh. Pre uh, Brill Cream. I really like, I, he, I find him to be I f- so I think abhorrent. He's worse. I think, yeah, I, uh, I do. I'm not going to suggest how. 
Right. But I think I, he, he is is the bigger problem waiting to happen. Right. And I and he's so he's so entitled and just a bully fu- and like just wants you know Donald to be like Don Junior. You're the great. I love you so much. Which oh, they're horrible. Yeah, yeah they're clearly, horrible people. Uh, my, Ivanka's a fucking horrible person. My, I have cousins that went to went to school with him. Really? To to high school and? with him. He they said that they were uh, real. One of them, I can't remember which one, said how much he wished my aunt and uncle were his parents instead. Not, not. What does that mean? I don't know. But basically, suggesting my life. So is they hell. were friends. No, just kind of knew each other. Not friends, right? But knew. And each was other. he a dick in school? They didn't really say. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. He was. Okay, so. I tell, oh gosh. So you walk. I know. I, I know this what? much. Donald Trump never donated a dime to the school. Right. Of course. Ivanka then, donated five hundred dollars. Right. There's a little secrets I know. Ivanka, I how I know is disgusting. The fact that she's a mother and allows children to be separated from their families. I mean, oh, it's bad oh, no, enough. I'm saying get, Ivana. Oh, Ivana. Five hundred. Oh, okay. But Take no, Ivanka, absolutely. Uh, it's scum. horrible person. So you go in. You're in the office, mm-hmm. um, and everyone there is afraid of him. Yes. And you could give two shits. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing there. Right. Uh, and you're, you've you got the cool Dave Hill aura that you had Su- in high school. Super cool. Right. Like, who? Who is this guy? I need to know more. <laughs> and he kind of takes to you. Correct? Well, it, he's sort of scaring everyone for a really long time. Just because they're like, oh, shit, this is. Right. Were you uh, scared? No, because I was just like, I have not, I'm, what's, right. I'm just over here. I'm Dave Hill. Dave Hill, I play hockey. Uh, well, I was just like, you know, what's, I, he's not even going to look at me. Like he's I'm in dealing. A band. Yeah. <laughs> you do well in school. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Like I, the one, I, w- I will not say I liked him, but in meeting him in person, I was like, Oh, this guy, as we already know, he's full of shit. But I was being in a room with him. I was like, oh, this guy is so fucking full of shit. Right. This is at all an act. Like even this scenario where we're just recording these things and there's no reason to. I So I was kind of. Did you think he was a sociopath at that time? No. Okay. I think I thought like, oh, this guy. I kind of thought he was funny that in that as a. Performer, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think it's funny that he's playing this fucking cartoon billionaire. Like, right. there's not a better person behind this, but this is all this ridiculous act. Like, right. the energy going into it, I was, I thought it was hilarious. You know, I, you know, I had the show on HBO. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where I interviewed people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I interviewed I, him. Oh, go ahead. I that was my first exposure to you. That's my first when I first Aww, became a fan. When I was little you. little Dave Hill back in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. And he was at the movie theater. I think he was with Melania or a porn star. Or a same thing. <laughs> and um they're like, Go talk to him and I went over and he was such a dick. Such a fucking dick fuck. He, yeah. So okay. This whole process happens in his office, blah, 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 blah. And then 
you get to shake his hand. Like he doesn't shake hands with anyone, right? Because he was a germaphobe. Supposedly, I mean, I'm, now you see him doing it right. all the time. And how big were his hands? Do you remember? I think I don't remember. Really. They're tiny. That, okay, they're tiny. We, yeah. This we know. Okay. But he no, like well, the thing was like at one point he was getting sort of like everyone he interacted with. Everyone's like kind of terrified that he was going to flip out. And then at one point he's like, "Who wrote this?" And everyone was like, "Oh, let's get yeah." Yell at then Dave. he'll focus on Dave. Yeah. And then they're like, "He did." Yeah. <laughs> everyone points at me, and he's like, "These are just very good writing." And then he would only talk to me for the rest of the Wait, time. Wait, did you feel like ping when he said very good writing, or were you like whatever? Dave Hill. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I was Dave Hill. A compliment. I didn't care. I think it was nice to hear. Yeah, you know, I felt okay. Whatever. But I played hockey. The future Hitler was still really nice. Really good to hear. at sports. <laughs> you know, I'm Dave Hill. All right. So you then are like, does everyone hate you then? Because he's like, oh, very good. Are they? No, all like- I think they were happy that the attention was off right. them. Good, like because he was just kind of not being pleasant. And that was your last encounter with him. Yes. I had met him before that. Right. Where? Like I was hired a year before that. I was hired when I was writing at VH1. They were, you know, they do those clip shows mm-hmm. and uh, or they used to. Right. And they were doing a show like crazy red carpet. Right. Right. Things. And they didn't have enough footage, crazy red carpet footage. So they sent me to the upfronts. Uh, when he was there. To to get weird things to happen. Right. So they had me, they're like, well, day's weird, I guess they thought, and we'll get him to talk to people and then they'll, we'll get the footage we need. Right. So they sent me and I met him and I, and I genuinely had never heard of the apprentice and couldn't imagine that he would ever be in front of the camera. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, he's this fucking idiot. Right. But this, you know, jokes on the world. Uh, I was going to say me, but, but uh, it's not funny. That's, no, that's it's so not sad. funny at it's all. Sad. So I legitimately, he, I was like, you have a show. And he was like, yeah, I'm like, you're on the show. And he was like getting mad at me. Right. Because I genuinely couldn't believe he had right. a show. I'd never heard of it. Right. And so a year later, so I, I should say when I went to his office a year later, I was like, oh, well, I hope he, he doesn't what remember if he me. remembers yeah. me, but he didn't. Um, you wrote the theme song for John Oliver's show, but you had yeah. written it before, not for the show. They had called you and said, "Yeah, it was just my band." Liz Stanton, I love that. Yes. I love she's Liz Stanton. Is she the fucking best? I absolutely. Love she's her. class act. That one, absolutely. I love her. Um, okay, how did you become friends with Malcolm Gladwell? Like you, how do you? You're like Dave Hill. Like I'm Dave Hill. I, I wish it was cool. To me. Or I wish I had the confidence. You make it sound like Yeah, it's Dave Hill. And, uh, <laughs> you think I'm a wallflower, but uh, <laughs> I'm a magnet. No, I'm yeah. terror. I'm, I, I, my, I live a life of terror. Oh, shut up. So how'd so you much. become friends with Malcolm? Uh, he's friends with my friend Stephen Sherrill, who's a great writer, and uh, that's how I met him. Did, um, and you actually wrote Tipping Point, and he put I his wrote name Tipping on Point it. And did you? Most of Blink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. You're very talented. Do you still see him once a week, Malcolm Gladwell? I see him a lot just because we live right by each other mm-hmm. and we go to the same coffee shop. So. Right. 
So I, I run into him quite a bit. I'm going to see him tomorrow, actually. Though, oh, I love. Can purpose. you tell him I love him so much? You should. He's a delightful person. Okay, I do. I, don't tell me I, sh- I hate when people say, you know, you should do this. No, here's the I'm other not saying like telling. I know, you to change, I know, but I know, like he's, I know. He's he's a, a fucking. He's genius. an absolutely wonderful yeah. fellow. And I love his hair. Um, he has great hair. Yeah. I ask mm-hmm. all my guests two questions. Mm-hmm. You cannot leave here without answering these questions. Okay. Okay. Number one, and I think I know the answer to this one, because we are pro mental health and yes. you know, we anxiety, we, you know, we talk about this because break the fucking stigma, okay? Break the fucking stigma about mental health. Have have you ever been on antidepressants? Oh yeah, I've been okay. on antidepressants okay. since all right. What? Which ones? I started off. Here's the thing. My the first thing I was offered was Prozac, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, that's I want the new stuff. It's like it, 1950s. Yeah. Right? So they offered me. Can I very very the doctor that I saw that would gave me the um, in the height of my depression because you see the psychologist and then you see the psychiatrist and they talk to you about the pills. right. So I met with this woman. She's so. Anyway, we decide I'm going to take Zoloft, but. Oh, I, that's what they put me on during the, and I threw up every morning. Oh my God. Okay. Don't even get me started. Okay. So, but so during the, so I'm taking Zoloft and I'm going back and I'm seeing, and then one day I go back and like, it's a different doctor mm-hmm. and they're not, I'm like, why? And they never tell me what happened to the doctor right. that I had been seeing. Oh, that's not. And it's never brought up. Why I have a different doctor. And right. then finally my my psychologist, I, I was like, you know, it's really weird. Like I have a different person. That's they mental. never explained. Yeah. Hit by a garbage truck, killed. And they didn't tell me. Because they didn't want you I to. Guess they thought I might right. it might And you liked up. him. It was a woman, yeah. I a liked wo- her very much. She what how old was she? Probably in her fifties. That's terrible. He it gets crazier. I was painting her sister's house no. at the time when she got hit by the garbage truck. Did you know it was her sister? No. I thought this poor lady, her sister got killed by a garbage truck. I'm painting her house. It's kind of not the funnest scene at the house, right. but I'm still painting the house. Not putting it together that it's my psychiatrist who has been killed. That is fucking mental. And I find out like a few weeks later that that's what had happened. Did anyway. you tell the sister that was my? She was my doctor. No, no, because I was done painting the house. What color? It was like a nice sort of eggshell mm. blue, like sort Matte? of. A, I guess a matter gloss. Oh, so I was like a satin. Satin, nice. Well, like a robin's egg, I guess. Right? Did they sit shiva? Uh, the uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to I figure out if they, they were, were Jewish. Jewish. Okay, I didn't sit shiva until like last year, and I didn't know. That you're not, a, I thought you were supposed to go every day. So I kept going back. Oh, Dave, you need to do better research. You know what? Whenever you have a Jew question, you call me. Okay. Well, and I will answer there's it. There's all the food and stuff. I know. So it's I so thought, good. this is awesome. So good. So I came back, like, I think I went like three times. You know, there are people who do that. Who like, but are like, they just doing it for the food? Yes, there are I people who it do was, it for the food. I wasn't really doing it for the food. Who do, who, food what Shiva? Great. Who's what Shiva? Oh, who, my friend's dad. And he probably thinks you're the greatest friend he, that no, ever. No, he was dead. Oh, it was a woman. Yeah. 
my friend Shana, her her dad died suddenly. And you pro- and you went to see her three times, and she probably thinks she you- wasn't even there. Like what? One or two of the times, because she had other stuff to do. No, you don't do anything during Shiva. Whatever. Well, she was Jews. there, but she, I, the time that the window that I came by, right, she right, was right. not there one of the times. Whatever. But I no, but I just thought. Oh, you that's go how back. It works. You yeah. go back. No, like a like an Indian wedding. It takes right. several days. No, not not happening. Um, okay, anyway, so, so Zoloft, and then I switch to uh, Well Butrin. I'm still on that. Yeah, but Well Butrin made me literally suicidal. Really? Where? I was like, oh, because because you know, like when you first, one of the side effects is of these medications that they can give you that boost you need right. to kill yourself. And so I had that with Wellbutrin and was truly, but I was fortunately had I already had the same experience with Zoloft, so I knew like I really want to kill myself right immediately. Wrong meds, but I knew it was the meds, so I waited. Right. And I kept telling the doctor like, uh, I don't think this is working. And then I started looking up ways to kill myself mm. online because I thought seeing it would talk me out of it. Would right, make right, me, right. Not and my therapist was like, oh, that's a really good thing. I think that was a good. Oh, my God. Like, that was so, so smart. And uh, but it worked because okay. like when you see like directions, uh, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that. OK. So, so then did that. And then I switched to Lexapro. Ugh, that made me so fat and tired. Yeah, it didn't do anything next for me. And then I did Prozac, and I've been on that for a while. Wow, so now. the Prozac, original the original, recipe. yes. I wish I had done that. Right. From, I my, honestly think my life would be maybe slightly different had I... Maybe, Just started the Prozac. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, you can't go back, David. You can't go you back. You can't go back. You cannot go back and change the past. <laughs> so this is the other question we ask everyone. Mm-hmm. What pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? Like makes you fucking crazy. Like uh, so, like big things like it like could the be anything of the world. Like it could be anything like what makes you like you fucking pe- like just ruins your fucking day. Ruins my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my own mental problems, but no, that's not good. Not what answer. sets you off? Okay. People who, uh, watch, do anything on their phone without headphones, like watch a oh, video I can't, that, or I, just listen on the, to music. Yeah. On the fucking subway just yeah, yeah, now. Just I'm like, I, or what about, okay. What about the people who will be talking on the phone and the phone is on speaker and they oh. don't fucking know. And they're like, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't even to anyone that uses a ringtone. I have a problem with, to be honest. Right. Cause I think like no one's, everyone's got their fucking phone in there. Even hand. though you wrote Trump's ringtone. I know it's yeah. ironic. Yeah. But, um, do you have a ringtone? No, I just have it on vibrate. Like a, that sucks your battery. Person. Well, if it can not annoy people, I'm happy to. Take I the have loss. my ringtone is the Mary Tyler Moore Show theme. That's a good right, good one. but I don't have it on unless I'm in my house doing yeah, something yeah, and I need to you, hear it. Yeah, that's when you use a ringtone right. in your own home. Right. I would go even one further. I don't think people should answer their phone if another person is within 
30 feet. I am the same way. And I have got, I have been on the phone and I get in an elevator by myself and another person walks in and I literally, if it's important, I will say, do you mind, is this bothering you? Do you, do you mind? Yeah. And one time a guy was like, Fuck you. You like, but every other time they're like, no, Wait, thank the you guy so much. Was like, Fuck yeah, you he was being, like an asshole. I go, and I said, I'm asking you to say, yeah, do whatever you want. I was like, you're an asshole. Yeah, like, that you're guy's a fucking an asshole. asshole. All right. Uh, that guy, I don't, I like, he's not even less than the yeah. video watch. He's not Dave Hill. No, he's not Dave he's Hill. He's not Dave Hill. So, Dave, where can everyone find you? Where can they get your book? When is Judy Gold on your podcast and um i will drag if i can drag you to my apartment yes i will do that dave hill's podcasting incident which yes. episodes come out every friday so and i heard there's coffee there's coffee and i want to go cookies i want to go to the bakery where you got the zucchini bread Across that we talked about he got free zucchini bread today they had like full-on danishes like oh. blueberry cheese danish and i thought i'm gonna do it Let's ease into it. Okay. So maybe tomorrow. All right. But, and then History Fluffer. Yes. We, which I would love for you to do I'd also. Love that. We tape that at QE Diastoria. Oh, yeah. I work there. On Wednesdays. I I'll know, do it. the best place? I love that place. It's like you can do stand up there or you can do like yeah. this. You can read. You can read. You, you can could, draw n- naked people, I yeah. think. Or maybe I'm. Like, you can secreting that right. i don't know but yeah you can you can do all sorts it's the best place anyway and then that comes out uh every wednesday okay and the book is uh parking the moose it's out in october october 8th when can they pre-order because now, i heard it's all about the pre-order it, it is all about the pre-order because all those pre-orders hit the week it comes out and that's how you wind up on bestseller list. So when do I start? When you do, do it now. When are they going to pre-order mine? It was soon. It's available as it's available. No, no. Should. When I haven't finished, I oh, haven't handed gotta, it in yet. It. Well, probably six months prior. Mine just became pre-order. And it's out. It's probably six months before it comes out. Right, but mine's due June seventh. June seventh. It's co- supposed to come out October twenty-nine. They want it fast of twenty twenty. Yes. That's well, that's a good sign if your book's coming out then because that's you're swimming with the sharks. Fall release. Okay, I want to kill myself. No, that's good. That means your publisher believes in you. Okay, because this is my glad the publisher does. This is my first two books came out in spring, which is like, Mm -hmm. let's see what happens. Right, right. If they put it out in fall, they're like, we believe in this. Great. I'm going to go I'm going to go kill myself. Kill I have to yourself. write 35,000 words by June 7th. Can I do it? Yes. And if I can bring it back to Malcolm Gladwell, I will teach you how. Cuz I would see him in coffee shops so I'd be like he's got all these bestsellers he must write 12 hours a day. So I asked him, I'm like, "Do you write every waking hour?" He's like, "No, I only write 2 hours a day, no more." Okay. Uh, I'm doing that. And you stop mid-word. Because okay. if you stop mid-word, I can't remember if he told me the mid-word part, but I think maybe it was him. If you stop mid-word, then you 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 finish your then when you pick it up the next day, you're like, oh, I got to finish that sentence. Okay. You're already writing. All right, I'm gonna do that. So if you do that, two hours All a day, right. no internet. Oh yeah, I turned that off. No phone. Yeah, uh, Dave Hill, thank you. I can't thank, thank you, you enough. Thank you. No, thank you. You're the thank best. Thank you for being so 
you're arguably the foremost authority on me in North America. Thank you. Based on I do all my asking. research. I do so much research. It's on incredible. People. I love Deep you, Dave. Cuts. Can you tell other people to do the podcast? Because they're so yes. like, it's fun, isn't it? Super fun. Thank you. And you're an absolute delight. And oh, Dave, I, I was going to say, I you're know we're so over. Cool. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was afraid of you. I'm still afraid what? of you. Because you're, 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 uh, you're the opposite. You're, you're not soft-spoken. No, but I'm a fucking mushbag piece you of are. shit inside. You're not a piece of shit. No, I mean inside. You're a softy. I'm not Trump. I, no. You know, I'm, I really God. am this, I'm like the most sensitive. Yeah. You are. Thank you, David. All right. Listen, get Dave's book, go online and find him. And uh, as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.